ready for a change in your life? Then welcome to Unfuck Your Life with trailblazing, sassy, and crazy redhead, Lisa Grunden. She cusses. She says the truth. She won't blow hot air up your skirts, ladies. Be ready to create a kick-ass life. And now, here is Unfuck Your Life with your hostess, Lisa Grunden. Hi, it's Lisa. Oh, we have a great topic in store for you today on this Unfuck Your Life podcast. It's called Outwitting Fuckwit Narcissists. So before we get started, I just wanted to take a second to say, hey, if you haven't done so already, can you please hit the subscribe button? I'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. So back to the juicy topic outwitting fuckwit narcissist. And it's interesting because a narcissist is a very calculating, cold, determined, usually fairly intelligent kind of person. And a fuckwit is usually defined as not a clue, not a freaking clue to save their soul. And that's why I specifically titled this outwitting fuckwit narcissist, because it's time that we stop giving them some, so goddamn much of our power. So goddamn much of your power. And how can I speak of this? Because I come from a long line of narcissists and a long line of narcissists. Now, whether they are the clinical definition of a narcissist, or they just exemplify a lot of narcissistic type behavior, which is really more so the case. They just exemplify a lot more of that behavior. And so I just wanted to say, what is some of that behavior that a person who maybe they're not a clinical definition of the narcissist. However, let's face it, they've got a lot of the freaking tendencies and they think the world revolves around them. And so some of the characteristics are that a narcissist is very self-important to the exclusion of everyone else. They're constantly requiring praise and attention for others. They have a grandiose sense of self-importance. They have delusions of grandeur, a sense of entitlement, They exploit others without guilt or shame, and they frequently demean, intimidate, bully, or belittle others and often cause them to feel guilt or shame. Now, some of you may be thinking that all of us do maybe some of those things a little bit. Let me tell you, there really is a difference. And I know a lot of you listening, when you're listening to this episode about narcissists, that there's a little bit of something there for you. Now, a narcissist will always make you feel bad, wrong, stupid, shamed about something about yourself and they're putting you down. Now, some days they make you feel really good and you're thinking, oh, maybe it's not so bad. And there is this other thing going on and see, it's this trap. It's this trap that we get in and we don't even recognize it because it feels really good when uh, we're treated really special and we don't always notice because they're picking apart those things that maybe we feel bad about ourselves or that maybe we feel we deserve it in some way. They're so sneaky about it because they're good at, they're the victim. If only you hadn't done this, then everything would be okay. When I lived in the Middle East, there was a, a couple that lived across the street from me. 
And a classic example here, he was not only a narcissist, he, he was also physically, verbally, mentally abusive. And he was this big Russian guy, right? His, he must have weighed, I don't know, like maybe 220 pounds and he wasn't fat. He was like six foot three and he was all muscle. You know what I mean? He was just a really big guy with that big booming voice with that Russian accent. And she was this lovely woman from the Ivory Coast. She was just gorgeous and she was really thin and she was probably about, I don't know, five foot seven or so. She just looked fabulous. I never witnessed any of those things because I wasn't out there minding other people's business all the time. Several people, several women in the compound were always talking about he had done this, he did this, often very abusive. Some of them were trying to rescue her. And I said, you guys just aren't getting the fact that he's got a lot of these qualities of a narcissist. And there is no reasoning with these kinds of things. And they're like, oh, she just won't leave him. She just won't do this. He always does this. He always does so many things. And she just refuses to leave. We've offered her money. We've done this. And she refuses to leave him because she's stuck in this trap. And what I thought was really interesting, actually, I thought it was rather comical, is one day we lived in a compound. We lived in a compound in the Middle East. And there were 50 villas. And these villas... A lot of them were attached. I think only two of them did not were not like a duplex kind of situation, if you can imagine a, a villa as a duplex. And there were only two of them that weren't. And the rest of them were all connected. Now, we were right on top of each other. And these villas were easily 3,000 square feet. They were huge. They were massive. They were three stories high. Plus, you had a roof, which really would have been great, except for the sun was so fucking hot that there was no way to enjoy our roof, our rooftop access. I, as much as I wanted to put a garden out there, it just wasn't possible because everything was concrete. There wasn't grass, even sand. There wasn't anything like that. Everything was concrete. So one day out there, we're right, we're packed right on top of each other because we, we don't have a lot of room. In this space where there were 50 villas is probably about the size where a circle or a court that might have, I don't know, seven or eight houses max, maybe. I'm not kidding you. That's how tightly packed. So one morning, there were cops just out everywhere. And I was like, holy smokes, what's going on? And I just step outside and look to see what's going on. There's cops everywhere. And then I noticed there's an ambulance there, too. And... So I was asking the women who were outside down the street, hey, what's going on? And one of them, the one who lived next door, had heard him bang. She said she was bang. She told me that he was banging his wife's head. It sounded like banging his head. And she went over there to interrupt. And the wife managed to grab a knife and was stabbing his hand to get away. And so they carted him off in an ambulance and a little while later they carted her off and her little baby they took her and her little baby off with a female cop off to prison and everyone I shouldn't say off to prison off to the jail off for questioning and all the women they were so pissed they were just like oh he's acting like this great big huge victim and everything is so bad and in the meantime she's fighting for her life and yeah see that's what it can look like that's what it can look like i sat there looking at the whole situation thinking it was pretty freaking pretty goddamn funny that she sent him to the hospital 
in that, where it could have very well have been her life. Now, this is not a funny situation at all. And maybe some of you have seen part of yourselves in this, because that's the way it goes with abusive people that are often have narcissistic type tendencies. And because most of us have have experienced some kind of that to some huge extent in our lives, we think it seems normal. I can remember having a conversation with a friend of mine. We were both on a spiritual path and we were just dialoguing and her son was having, was married to this young lady who came from a very abusive family where there's lots of yelling and screaming. And she said to me, Lisa, I just, I can't identify with that. How can there be so much yelling and screaming? And I was gobsmacked. I didn't know what to say because how could there not be, right? I didn't know. We didn't, nobody tells us that these things aren't normal. And when they do tell us later on as we're older, this has been happening in our lives for so many freaking years that there's no way we're twisting it and turning it to say, hey, because we know how to behave at this point. When it comes to outwitting fuckwit narcissists, we have to remember that they are so good at control, they are so good at manipulation, and they are so good at being a victim. If only you would have done this, if you just would have picked up, if you'd make that baby quit screaming, if you would have picked up this, if you would have not said that, if only you hadn't done this, if you would have washed the dishes, if you hadn't stayed out with your friends for an extra hour, if only the dinner were on the table on time. There's just, some of the things are just so freaking ridiculous. And yet, if we've experienced that for such a long time, it feels pretty normal. And of course, we did something wrong. We're to blame. It's our fault. They're always really good at dangling those carrots. Now, they're not stupid enough to treat us that way all the time. Sometimes we can praise, love, and we'll do anything for that. We'll do anything to keep with that. So the first thing to realize is first off to just identify, is this a narcissistic type thing? Now, these aren't only the people that we are in a romantic, sexual, intimate relationship. These can be other family members as well. These can be other people as well. It's identifying those behaviors because in my own situation, when I had moved away from the family life, because basically I got married at the age of 18. I haven't told a lot of people this. I basically got married at the age of 18 to run away from home. I'm not saying I had the worst home in the world and people have had it worse than I. However, I didn't know how to make anything different and I needed to leave. And getting married to a guy who didn't seem at all that way, he was only, shall we say, a half wit, half fuckwit half, not even half narcissist. He had some of those tendencies. He wasn't the best person. However, he wasn't a real bad guy either. We just weren't right for each other. Now, I'm not standing here trying to make everything right with him. I'm just saying it was a little, it was a little bit better. And I'd always thought was the only kind of relationship I can get. And I get many letters from women who they've had three relationships, perhaps three marriages. They're abusive. They get ridiculed. Money is stolen. The You can imagine the stories. We'll go into that at another time. I just want to give you some tips and some tools here. 
If someone is making you feel bad about yourself, badly about yourself, badly of what you didn't do, what you said, how you're dressed, how you look, that's just not right. It's not okay. And you couldn't have told me for the first, I don't know, maybe 46 years of my life wasn't okay. I'm serious here. Now, I'm not a a person who anyone would think of as not being able to take care of herself. I've been to college. I've had great jobs. I've been in leadership roles. And what a lot of people don't always understand is that your race, your intelligence, your income level, your marital status, your circle of friends, your area of influence are not markers. In fact, sometimes it gets even harder because it looks like you have this really great life. So how could it not be? And it gets tough to check out on something like that. Why could you leave? Why would you leave? If you're not being beaten half to death, then what is it? And even if you are being beaten half to death, oh, they must have a good reason. It's time to stop telling ourselves that other people have the right to make us feel like fucking shit, to make us feel badly about ourselves, to make us hate ourselves, to think that we're anything less than goddamn fucking beautiful, gorgeous, perfect, fabulous, intelligent, smart, skinny. I don't care if you weigh 792 pounds. Nobody has the right to call you fat, to knock you down, to say you're stupid. And not just whether it's physical violence, whether it's emotional, whether it's verbal. And if you've experienced this for a long time, like I had, you don't realize that's not normal. That's not okay. And let me tell you that it is. It is okay to recognize, to say, no, that is not okay. So some of you may be wondering, am I telling you right now to stop and say no? Absolutely. More, I'm telling you to stop for a moment and take a breath and stop making yourself wrong. Stop blaming yourself. Stop believing you can do it better. Stop people pleasing, trying to make it better. And that's a lot easier said than done. It is. I know I was alone for many years because I was still unconsciously, subconsciously finding those fuckwit type people. And I was already, I had already put up like such a wall that they couldn't come in, that I wasn't allowing anyone to come in. So then I was making myself even more wrong. See, nobody wants to be in a relationship with me. And that's not the way it goddamn fucking is. It isn't. So the very first step is identifying that there's something that's out there that's wrong. And a narcissist is always going to find fault with you. Whenever anybody is always finding fault with you, making fun of you, blaming you, not honoring who you are. I dated this one guy, and one rule in my house always was there's no smoking in my house, and he would never, ever listen to me, no matter how many times I said it. You know what? I just should have fucking kicked his ass out. It was my place, not his. He was a fuckweet narcissist, and he was really good at saying, Lisa, I'm a humanitarian. 
I'm a humanitarian. He was really good at playing a game and really good at turning the tables to make it look like I was wrong. You see how, how clever this is, how devious this is? So first of all is to just acknowledge that what if this is not okay? What if it's not okay to talk to me like this? What if it's not okay to talk to you like that? Because it isn't. And I know once upon a time, I wouldn't have been able to have said that. And the second thing to do is to stop playing the game by their rules. How do you stop playing the game by their rules? Have you ever hold the old adage that you can't rule in the mud with a pig because you'll never win because the pig likes it? And see, when they're engaging in these conversations, when he is engaging, when she is engaging in these conversations, whoever it is, even though statistics say more often or not than not, it's men, let me tell you, there's a lot of women with a lot of characteristics as well. And so in order for the rules of engagement to continue, there always has to be one who's the abuser, the narcissist, and the other one who responds to that as the victim, the people pleaser, the prostitute, the child. And that's where it stops is to claim your power back. You know how on an airplane they always say that if the plane loses pressure, oxygen mask will fall down and you must put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. And putting on your own oxygen mask is so many things in life. Is that will you take the time to stop making yourself wrong? Will you right now say, you know what, I no longer accept this. I'm no longer people pleasing to the extent of my, to the exacerbation of myself at the expense of myself. I'm no longer believing, accepting that it's always my goddamn fault when it's not your goddamn fault. It isn't. Even if you think you did something wrong, guess what? All of us make mistakes all of the freaking time. So goddamn what? That's just the way it's life. That's figuring out how to do things more correctly, differently in an outcome that you prefer. That's it. It's all data. It's all information. Will you do this? Won't you do this? Will you do this? Won't you do this? Will you do this? Won't you do this? And this is really impassioned for me because I started this podcast, Unfuck Your Life, because because I wanted people to start seeing. I wanted for people to experience some of the ahas, some of the grace, some of the, the grace, the joy, the love, the confidence, the the reclamation of self that I had discovered thus far on this nearly 60 years on the planet, 55, I guess it's not nearly 60. And that things are so different when you're no longer seeing yourself through that lens that there's something fucking wrong with you when there really isn't. There isn't. I don't care how many times you've been told that there's something wrong. I don't care how many times it's been twisted where you believe it. That's not what it is. And that's that step is going, you know what? I no longer engage in this behavior because that person likes it. They're really good. They're really manipulative. They have being the victim, even though they wouldn't call it being the victim done so well because if you would stop behaving in that goddamn way then they would have to stop treat they wouldn't have to treat you like that and that's just goddamn fucking bullshit it is 
goddamn fucking bullshit. So identify those narcissistic tendencies, even if they're not full-blown narcissists, there's enough. When there's bullying, there's things going on where you're being picked on, where you're being ridiculed, demeaned, guilted, and shamed, used as a sex object, any of those kinds of things, used as a punching bag, whether it's emotionally, verbally, or physically, mentally. And remember, your income, your status, your wealth, your, your standing in society, all of that is merely interesting. None of it, I don't want to say none of it matters. That's not what I'm trying to say. None of that separates any of us in this particular situation. And what if you were to identify as a superpower? Did you ever do that when you were a little kid? So the only female superhero that I remember as a little kid was Wonder Woman. And as a matter of fact, after watching Wonder Woman one time, I went to my bedroom. I was so inspired to act Wonder Woman. I think I must have been like 11 years old. And I, I was Wonder Woman. I was jumping off the bed doing those Wonder Woman things. I landed badly and I twisted both of my ankles. <laughs> I twisted both of my ankles and I was in so much pain. I couldn't even cry. And I crawled out to the living room where my parents were playing a pinochle game. That was the game they played back in the 70s. They were playing pinochle. And they stopped long enough to make sure that the only thing that was wrong was uh, sprained ankles, and they stuck me on the couch and left me there and went back to their pinochle game. It's your superpower. And it didn't matter that I got hurt that one time pretending I was a Wonder Woman. I spent a long time. And then I found all these other superheroes, Pippi Longstocking. There was Pocahontas. There were then there were the Trixie Belden books, the Nancy Drew books, the Dana Girl books, and a whole bunch of other books that I would read where the girls were the lead characters. And they were the ones that solved either the, the mystery or the, the crime or whatever it was. They were the ones who were working with the rest of the group and, and they were doing it. And so there is the superpower inside of you. It's inside of all of us. And what if relationship mojo is your superpower? That you get to decide, first off, you choose for yourself how you're going to be treated, how you treat others, and you set those rules. You set those standards. Things like I'll be respected. And perhaps you have on there, nobody's going to hit me. Perhaps you'll have on there that I am handled with love. I am touched in kindness. People speak generously of me and to me. Now, none of us do this all the freaking time. It doesn't mean we go around going around hitting each other. No, that's not it at all. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes it can get a little bit tricky because if we get mad and we say something in a moment and then we feel guilty and shameful about it because how could we have done that? You know what? Sometimes we just freaking make mistakes. The house isn't always perfectly clean. We don't always behave perfectly pristinely. Our makeup's not always on right. You know, we're, just, we're human. Sometimes we don't feel well. Give yourself that grace. Stop goddamn fucking making yourself wrong. End the cycle. 
Because this amazing thing happens as you stop seeing yourself, treating yourself that way as the victim of a narcissist, as this is your lot in life and this is the best that you deserve. Because it's not. Because you are more amazing than you can possibly imagine. And even if you need to say to yourself, I am so amazing. I have superpower mojo. I am confident. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am courageous. I am intelligent. I am gorgeous. It's that claiming back for yourself. And that can be scary as fuck. It can be. And there's this thing that happens as your identity changes. Because all of those things were never you to begin with. Being the victim of an abuser in some way, of a narcissist. Having, expecting, having people treat you as less than the fabulous, gorgeous, fantastical, amazing, creative being that you are. That was never true. That was never of you. And I wouldn't have believed that. I wouldn't have, so I get it, I really do. And I read a lot of books, a lot of lectures. I took a lot of classes, I took a lot of training on how to do it differently for other people before I would accept it for myself. I was making, I was even making more people important there because I so wanted for other women not to have been through what I had been through. And it wasn't until, I really fully turn the light on myself because I believe that my life pretty much had to be solitary at that point. It was just easier. And if that's your choice, that's totally cool because I did that for a really long time. And even in your solitary state, in all relationships, not just the intimate ones, not just the friendships, the family ones, is that there's a difference in how you allow yourself to be treated. You know, people are gonna talk shit, they just are. And I heard that for so long that what other people think of me is none of my business. And you really used to fucking piss me off. I gotta tell you, it did. And I would say it a bunch of times and all that kind of shit. And I'm just like, God damn it, why do all these people who were supposed to love me, why do they say this shit? And one day, I just had to keep cutting. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. These are words that my husband, my, my soulmate, the man I'm married to right now, the guy who's been with me for the last 12 years. He goes, Lisa, what do I always say? And I say, fuck it, fuck it. I made a song of it. It's called fuck it, 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 you fuckwit narcissist. I love the word fuck. Girl and girls aren't supposed to say the word fuck. And that's why I spend so much time being a good girl for most of my goddamn fucking life up to this point. I love saying the word fuck. It's a powerful word to me. And what that is, as strong is sexy as hell. Strong is very sexy. And I don't care what you claim your strength in. I don't care how insignificant someone else might think it is. Whatever you grab as your strength, you choose as your strength, it is your strength. That happiness, that joy, that love, that I accept this for myself and no other. And oh, let me tell you, Things can seem to get a little bit worse. You're really put to the test because they come out with all, all guns blazing and barrels at you. And it's really hard. 
it can be to say, no, I don't accept this. It'd be so easy to get sucked back in. And this is where we don't just do it by ourselves. You know, we read more books. We listen to more podcasts. We, there's a circle of friends that we create. There's other strong women that said, yes, I'm right here with you. I'm helping you pack your bags, whatever it is. I'm here at two o'clock in the morning when you really need to talk. And I share this moment with you. And I see the truth of who you are. And each and every beautiful being on this call right now, and those of you who are going to listen at a later time, I see the truth of who you are. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're smart. You're intelligent. You're fabulous. You're fabulous, you're creative genius, you're unstoppable, you're unfuckwithable, you're loving, your birthright is joy, courage, strength, bodacious, juicy succulence. Your birthright is you. Your birthright is you. And that was one of the reasons I wrote that. I've written two books so far. One is You're Already Sexy, Get Your Sassy Back. And the other one is Sexual Abuse Don't Mean a Thing. And it sounds like a really audacious title because what it means is it no longer defines you. And this is the age, this is the time where you define you. I don't care if you're six, I don't care if you're 106 or anywhere in between. You are the one who gets to define you. No one else. You. You. And if you have to say, I am courage, I am strong, I am intelligent, a million freaking times before you even think that you might believe it just a little bit, say it. Feel it. Dare to think that you could be, that you will be. Ask for the courage to see yourself a strong, succulent, bodacious, juicy, intelligent, smart, driven, unstoppable. All those superpowers that you have about yourself, all those superpowers that you would like to have, they are yours for the taking. And how do I know this? Because if you couldn't imagine it, it wouldn't be there for you. Oh, you strong, succulent, beautiful, courageous, outrageous fucking women. I applaud you. I admire you. I stand with you. It's time we really get going with the unfuck your life, the identity upgrade that is you. You decide who you are, what you stand for, no one else. And even when it gets scary, and even when it gets hard, And even when you feel like giving up, oh, beautiful ones, I'm right there with you. Even if you give up every thousand seconds, even if you've given up 15 million times in a single day, is that we keep coming back and you keep coming back and you strengthen that muscle. I am unstoppable. I am unfuckwithable. I am courage. I am strong. I am woman, hear me roar. (laughs) I used to use that one for a long time because I love that song. No one has the right to treat you anything less 
than the fabulous person that you are. And there is a difference when someone is just mad because those kinds of things happen with friends, with your partners, and you set up rules for how you get to engage in those disagreements. Because I didn't think it was possible. Let me tell you, it's not so tough finding ways to work through your differences without belittling each other and harming each other, being mean, cruel, any of that. It's not only more than possible, it's freaking amazing, totally doable. So you beautiful beings, you are more fabulous than you could possibly fucking imagine. More fabulous than you could possibly fucking imagine. I am so excited for this next journey in all of our lives. Because, oh, it is delicious as hell. It is delicious as hell. Freaking fabulous. And there are the days when everything doesn't go quite as well as planned. And that's where we're there with each other. We support each other. It's not about everything being goddamn perfect. It's about that gorgeous journey. It's about that living. It's about that life. Because let's face it, if everything was perfect, it would just be freaking boring. And you are anything but boring. And you are anything but a victim. And you are anything but worthless. You are anything but deserving of someone treating you badly. You are a magnificent genius, creative being, an unstoppable woman of immense power, an unstoppable man of immense power. And ooh, that's sexy as hell. That's irresistible, completely irresistible. So shop at one of my boot camps. Check things out. I'm always posting out here. Find me on Facebook. Let's talk. Let's have some fun. Let's journey. Surround yourselves with other people that are un-freaking-stoppable too. Even if we quit a million times, it doesn't matter. We keep going. We do. I got this new necklace. To always, and I wear it because it says, keep fucking going. Because it just reminds me, it makes me feel good. So right now I found it out there on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> keep fucking going, gorgeous, beautiful being. Until next time, this is Lisa. See you soon. Bye-bye. You have fun. You feel empowered. You feel that confidence. Unfuck Your Life podcast is to help you grow your current self-worth to maximum confidence. So listen, subscribe, share, and get ready to have a kick-ass life. Interested in learning more about Lisa? Go to lisagrunden.com. L-I-S-A-G-R-U-N-D-E-N.com.